previously on Witness Radio. Will said that, told me that he had five spirits dwelling within him, uh, controlling him and guiding him through life. And, and I did not really, wasn't really convinced he was possessed by a demon until after when I talked to him more one-on-one. Uh, I thought it could have been some antics and things like that. Austin just opened up the Bible and just started reading. And right away, while he was just starting to say his name and get ready to read, basically this man who uh, showed this this type of behavior that was just erratic. He was calm, and then he was just going crazy, and then he was calm and going crazy, uh, and a lot of hatred towards Jesus. We are in not just a physical fight, but we are in a spiritual fight. And focused on the preaching, and the guy just starts going completely crazy. And Ken gets down, and he gets right in Ken's face, and Ken just looks at him and says, Be cleansed! And the guy immediately stopped, and he walked away, like nothing ever happened. It's time for the only show that doesn't care about ratings, Witness Radio, with your host, Ryan Muniak. What are some signs that you guys have observed, uh, some signs that a person may be possessed by a demon? Uh, You know, I think the first real incident I had of a woman that I think was demon-possessed was, I was in New York, uh, Union Square, I know that really surprises you, Ryan. I never go witnessing there. And um, um, I, I had a, what seemed like a really good conversation with this one woman, and if I remember correctly, her name I think was Wendy. She, uh, it, it seemed like a very good conversation. She seemed relatively intelligent, can communicate well, could comprehend things. And we, the conversation was, seemed okay. About 20 minutes later, after we're done with that conversation, I'm sitting on the steps uh, watching one of the guys open air preach, and all of a sudden, she's sitting next to me uh, on a step a little bit lower, and all of a sudden, she starts just stomping her feet on the ground, just like screaming at the ground. She was seeing something that was trying to attack her, and she, she, it seemed like they were everywhere because she's just stomping her feet, and it, like everyone just kind of moved away from her. And then all of a sudden, she just takes her fist and just starts shaking it in the air. And she goes, I know this is you. You're doing this. You're you're doing this to me. And she starts screaming as she ends up saying to God. And and she ends up saying, it's, you know, that it was because she hated God that he was sending whatever it was that she saw. But it was this really erratic behavior. Um, the video that that you refer to that we have on the website where it's open-air preaching with demon-possessed heckler, Will just, yeah, Will was just a, a, whether he was a playful guy, whether he was, you know, some will say on drugs or mentally uh, mentally not stable. He seemed intelligent enough when I talked to him. Uh, and, and keep in mind that that video is 10 minutes of what was three and a half hours of open-air preaching, followed by another hour of talking with Will and for after that. So I had a long time with Will. Uh, there were times where Will was very, very together and no signs of erratic behavior, and then rapidly there'd be a change. And that's what you saw in the video that Ricky had. So maybe I'll let Ricky talk about that with, with his video. 
Yeah, I, I would. Uh, I mean, I really can't say I've had a lot of experience with dealing with people who've been demonically possessed. Um, and again, if 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 they were in front of me, I didn't didn't recognize it. Uh, to be honest, the the video that happened. Um, I wasn't even planning on on recording that day, but I just decided to go ahead and record. And then when that began to happen, I just let it go. But the thing was his erratic behavior, like Andrew was talking about. It was just an erratic behavior, and it was a, 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 just a, a straight hatred for God. I mean, we already know that uh, non-believers have a hatred for God. We know that the uh, the unregenerate just are, are born, and they're haters of God. Uh, but this was like it, it, it was something else. It was something different. It was it was it was the erratic behavior behind it, and it was more of a uh, let's try to pervert what he's saying and tell them the opposite, and wanted to make sure that everybody heard, you know, that they're not sinners, that they're beautiful people, <laughs> um, and not to call them sinners, to call them beautiful. And it just it was just like Andrew mentioned the word, just very erratic behavior. Um, and that's, that's pretty much he only wanted, there. He only wanted his people to be called beautiful. <laughs> yeah, his people. Um, and there's one point. There's one point, and I was I was going through, and I was trying to take uh, pictures, still pictures from the video. And there's one point where he looks back at the camera, and just his eyes. I mean, it just looked. It did not look like just another human being looking at you. It looked evil, you know, just the way that he was looking back. Uh, and it just, you know. And again, whether or not that was demonic possession or whether it was, you know, maybe he was on something, I don't know. But that was, it was truly erratic behavior. It just was an overemphasis on this hatred for God, his hatred for Jesus Christ specifically, um, speaking, you know, against Jesus. And um, that's that's pretty much what, what went down that day. And the one thing different with someone that's on something is when someone's on drugs, it's a consistent behavior. You don't get the erraticness. Yeah. I mean, I've been dealing with counseling people with drugs for for you know twenty years, and and it's it's usually a a, a progressively more and more erratic type behavior, but it's progressive, and and then it'll peak out and then start coming down. Would would you see in that video that Ricky has? It's it's these seemingly calm to really erratic. To calm, to really erratic, and and that's the thing. I mean, you, and I think that see, demons can't tell who's a Christian, who's not, until they kind of open their mouth, right? And mm -hmm. so I remember out in New York once, open air preaching with um, a friend of mine, uh, Ken Fleck, and we had this guy when, that walked up, and I was just talking to him, and then all of a sudden, as I'm trying to share the gospel with him, and, he, and all of a sudden he, he looks up at Ken, and here's what Ken's saying, and just starts screaming at Ken. And so now I'm trying to pull him away from Ken because, you know, Ken's focused on the preaching. And the guy just starts going completely crazy. And Ken gets down and he gets right in Ken's face. And Ken just looks at him and says, be cleansed. That's all he said. And the guy immediately stopped, looked at Ken and said, be cleansed. Right, be cleansed. And he walked away like nothing ever happened. That's really interesting. That sounds kind of like uh, an experience that I had when doing a, a homeless shelter ministry where there was this guy that would not leave us alone. We were trying to pack up and leave. He, he kept bothering us, kept trying to, uh, you know, and this was so long ago, I don't really remember all the details, but he, there was something about him that was just off. 
And, you know, I, I had this thought that I, I think this guy might be possessed. And so what did I do? I, I did the only thing I could think to do was, uh, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of him and, and leave. Granted, that sounds like, you know, one of them bad movies that you watch on TV, but it, it seemed to do something. He, he immediately, he calmed down and he backed away. He said, okay. And, and, he, and he left us alone. You're listening to Witness Radio. We got to be careful with when we say in Christ's name because of what you find is a lot of people use that as if that's a magical incantation. Right. Like by saying Jesus, somehow that name magically gives you a greater authority or something. And I know you had this as a question, you know, in, in you wanted to ask us is can a Christian cast out demons? And I get this all the time on our video. And I always have to explain to people, you know, Will, in that video, he's the one that told me, after we were, I was done opening up preaching, he's the one that told me he had five spirits living within him. That wasn't my, me saying that of him. It's, it's what he had told me, that he had a spirit. And people say, well, why didn't you cast it out? Jude 9 says, but when the archangel Michael, contending with the devil, was disputing over the body of Moses, he did not presume to pronounce blasphemous judgment, but said, the Lord rebuke you. And so I take that to say, if Michael the archangel doesn't feel it's his place to tell Satan what to do, I don't know if it's that it would be our place. And the only verse that, that people can go to that is a command to for uh, Christians to cast out demons, we see plenty of times where the apostles were, the only place is in Mark chapter 16 and verse 17. It says, And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name, and they will cast out demons, speak in new tongues, pick up serpents with their hands, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. Uh, they'll lay hands on the sick and recover. Now, the issue I have with that is, if you understand textual criticism, there is very, very good reason to assume that Mark ended in, in chapter 16, verse 8. And that Mark 16, 9 to 20 were probably written in later. So if, if that being the case, I'm not going to take something from there and say that's dogmatic. If that's the only verse you have to say that we as Christians can cast out demons, it's not very strong. Okay, so then you're under the impression that as Christians we cannot cast out demons. We don't have that authority. I won't say that we cannot. I would say that I don't. I personally don't think we have that authority. If someone says, "Well, how should we cast them out?" Uh, you know, the, John MacArthur told the story w or the event where he had been called uh, into an office. They had a woman who they was demon possessed. They had like six guys on this teenage girl trying to hold her down, and they called John MacArthur in to try to help hold this girl down. And he assumed demon possession. The only thing he did was share the gospel with the girl, with the thinking that the you know because scripture says that if you're possessed with the Holy Spirit, greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. If a if you're possessed by the Holy Spirit, in other words, indwelt by the Holy Spirit, a demon cannot possess you. Which gives away a question you were gonna you I know you had you were gonna ask us can Christians be demon possessed? I would say no if they have the Holy Spirit. John MacArthur says when he shared the gospel with that girl. She immediately calmed down, and she, she repented at that point. And at the point of repentance, the demon mm. left. So 
I would say if you you know I mean that's basically what I did with that girl Wendy in New York. After that incident, I went back to talking to her and, and just challenging her and encouraging her to repent of her sins because she has something. You know, I told her, I said, I think you you have a spirit in you that's possessing you. And the only way to be free from that and be free that the freedom you're you're shaking your fist at God. The only way to really be free is to repent. Now, some are going to disagree with that. I understand, but I'm not I'm not saying we can't, but I'm also not saying we can. I'm saying that Scripture isn't clear. So, Ricky, what are your thoughts? Can we, as Christians, cast out demons? No, I, I believe that the, the Bible doesn't give us the authority uh, as well um, to cast out demons and to, to rebuke them. As, as Andrew was saying, you know, when you go to Jude 1.9 and, and it talks about Michael, this powerful archangel, it's the Lord who rebukes Satan. Mm -hmm. Zechariah three two it tells us that it's the Lord who rebukes Satan. He tells us there in Zechariah as well. Uh, in James four seven it says for that as Christians we are to resist the devil and he will flee from us. Um, but we need to resist that. And and as a a believer I don't believe that believers can be possessed. Uh, so and we do see that a lot of times that people say I rebuke you. Satan or demon in the name of Jesus, as if, as Andrew mentioned earlier, as if it's a, a formula or something. You know, um, there's that story in Acts where these men seen the the apostles going through, these disciples going through and uh, casting out demons and doing these things, and they tried to take do that same thing. And what happened to them? You know what I mean? Um, because they weren't they weren't believers, and so these demons, you know, they tore them up. You know, and so. Um, yeah, I think I think we got to be careful. Um, you know, I think what Andrew said there is 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 right on. With you know, we give them the gospel, we share with them the, the gospel in Jesus Christ, and uh, you know, we pray. The Bible tells us that there's a spot or in the in the gospels where it talks about there's uh, they come to to Jesus and say your disciples cannot cast out this demon, and he said. Have you not? You know, it's it's some comes through prayer and fasting, or, or this comes through prayer and fasting, and so I, I believe that it's through. If if we come in contact with somebody who's demon possessed, I would give them the gospel. This is what I would do. I would give them the gospel, and if they don't seem to uh, have any change or there's no repentance there, I would just pray and I would fast. You know, for that person, um, that that any demonic influences would be removed from them. If you want to grow in your understanding of God's Word and learn to study the Bible for yourself, join Pastor Andrew Rappaport as he teaches each week from the Word of God. The teaching is free through the Internet, but paid students receive a syllabus for each course with extra study materials. The cost is only $50 per year with special pricing for church groups. And you get to choose from the School of Biblical Hermeneutics or the School of Systematic Theology. Sign up today for Striving for Eternity Academy. Details at strivingforeternity.org. Andrew, you shared the story about John MacArthur sharing the gospel with someone who is demon-possessed. Ricky, you said the same thing, share the gospel with them. That, to me, at least your videos that are on YouTube, uh, it seems like that's when they got the most riled up is when you guys were getting to the gospel. Mm -hmm. Should we share the gospel even though they're going to get riled up? Demons understand the gospel very well. They understand the power of the gospel very well. And that's the one thing they want stopped. And you see that when you look at, when you, when you watch Ricky's video, you can see the hatred for the gospel. Mm -hmm. It's really clear. And, and, you know, 
as that was going on, he's preaching even harder the gospel message, and and you're just seeing the the reaction. So the thing is, is we I think we the gospel is the cure. The gospel is the solution. But you're going to see a big response when you do that. I think that's maybe you said, how can you determine if it's demon possession? That's probably it. Get to the gospel, and if you start seeing it getting really bad, then you, you know, it's like, okay, you know, people that are on drugs, they may have a, a reaction, but you, you know, you get to the gospel with demon possession, I think that that's what they really mm. can't stand. Because yeah, they can't gotta, receive the gospel. Right. And you, and you got to realize, too, that it, it's, it's not only for those people or that person that is uh, demonically possessed that's giving you this hatred as the gospel's being preached. It's the other people that are around as well. That that de demonic, if if that person's possessed, that demonic spirit does not want the other people hearing the gospel either. Um, that's why they're confronting it. That's why they're challenging it because they have a hatred for the gospel because they know the gospel is the power unto salvation. The gospel is what God uses. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And he uses that. He uses us as instruments to draw people. Well, to uses that as instruments and God uses it to draw people to himself. And so they're going to want to definitely speak out harder against that and, and want to attack that because uh, they don't want others to hear it. Uh, and they don't want definitely that person that they're possessing, if they are possessing that person, to come to repentance and faith either. Now, Ricky, you brought up Romans one sixteen. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. I think we're all in agreement here. Instead of trying to use some special incantation to cast a demon out, when we are faced with a demonically possessed person, we need to share the gospel with them because that is the power of God for salvation. Not only can that person who is possessed be saved because of the gospel, but if that person is going to be saved, automatically it's sending the demon packing because a demon cannot indwell a person who is indwelt with the Holy Spirit, correct? Right. Okay, so that that's really cool. You know, that makes a lot of sense to me. Even though they're going to get upset, they're going to uh, start acting up. And that, Andrew, you said you said that's a good way to, to tell if it's demonic possession is if they start getting more upset when you share the gospel, that is a good sign. But even though they're going to get upset, One thing know, I... we should keep on, keep sharing the gospel with them because it, it could save them. It could The demon could leave. And Ricky, and, you and also what... said, I'm sorry to keep cutting you off, but Ricky, you also said prayer and fasting afterwards. I, I agree with you completely in, in that point. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. One, one thing, too, that comes to mind is um, when Jesus is in the, the, the 40 days of fasting and he's, he's in this wilderness and, and um, the temptation, as the devil comes to him, and Satan comes to him to tempt him, Jesus uses Scripture. He uses Scripture. He goes to the, to the Word of God against Satan. You know, because Satan's trying to twist the Word and, and Jesus goes to the Word and says, you know, uh, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. And you should only worship the Lord your God, and he goes to the scriptures. And so that's another thing I would add, too. I mean, it's it's the gospel is the power unto salvation, so we're going to the scriptures. We're giving them the gospel. We're going to the scriptures in confronting this types of, of if this is demonic activity. It's going to the scriptures, and then, yeah, prayer and fasting. We've talked about a lot about demonic possession. Uh, there's also another term called demonic oppression. 
What What is the difference between the two, demonic possession and demonic oppression? When we, we talk about demonic oppression as opposed to possession, a possession is when somebody's when, when the demon comes in and actually takes possession and control of that person. Where oppression is, it's not that the demon is coming and taking control of that person, because if they're a Christian, they can't be possessed, but they can be oppressed in the sense that that demon can continue to attack and try to cause that Christian to stumble, try to cause them to fall into temptations. And, and um, you know, if, that, if, if, the, if a believer, as we're called to be students of the Word of God, to study the Word of God, to feed on the Word of God, uh, to, to meditate on the Word of God, to be in prayer, if, if we're going through a season where we may be not engaging in doing that and having that desire to do those things as a Christian, we should, um, we're going to be weak in the sense of that, that demonic influence, uh, because it's like an influence, it's demonic influence is going to be um, trying to get us to stumble, trying to get us to doubt our salvation, trying to get us to uh, fall into those temptations. And, and, and that's what I think the difference is between uh, the possession and oppression. Okay, what about you, Andrew? Do you have any thoughts on it? There is a notion where we, and this kind of goes back to something Ricky said at the beginning, is that we give too much... Some people go too overboard with everything's demonic, everything's a demon attacking me here, demons doing this. But Christ, you know, the scripture says very clearly that there's three enemies, demons, the world, and our flesh. Now, if you look at the way most professing Christians seem to argue, they seem to argue as if demons are, are the bulk of that temptation. That it, the bulk of it comes from demonic and then the world, and then lastly, the flesh. And that's not what James seems to say. James seems to say that our flesh is, is where the desire is. I think our strongest battle is with our flesh, but it's easier to not blame our selves and our own flesh, but rather push it off to demons. Uh -huh. I think that this, the more you're in, your, in the Bible and in prayer, the less power that a demon ha would have on you, uh, or, or even the world's influence. But your flesh is still with you. And so I think that we have an, and this is a title of a book, but it's a great title, is The Enemy Within. Um, we have an enemy within our flesh, indwelling sin, and it is the thing that we really need to deal with. More, more than worrying about some demonic force that we can't see and blaming something else, how about we look at our, our, our desires and say, Gee, I, I I didn't have a demon of gluttony. I uh, smelt the bakeries and walked to the bakery store to get a little closer. There was no demon activity. It was my desire to have a donut. And 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 that may sound like a silly example, but it is the way we do things. I mean, I, I've there was way too many people that you know will will be given over to pornography, and they'll be like, oh, you know, I I just I have a I have a demon of pornography. I, I need to be delivered from it. You know, I said no. You got to stop giving into your flesh. I mean, you didn't have a, a demonic spirit. You were thinking about it. You were planning it in the back of your head as you thought, no, I won't. I won't stay up late at night. I I, I won't wait till everyone goes to sleep. You didn't keep yourself up working, doing stuff just so that when everything was quiet in the dark of your night, you can go do what you wanted to do. It was your desire, not some demon. We're coming to the end of our show. Ricky, thank you again for being on the show. Could you uh, tell the listeners a little bit more about you, where they can find more information about your ministry, and where they can listen to your show? 
Uh, well, I'm founder of G220 Ministries. You can find all the information about uh, G220 Ministries at g220ministries.com. Um, the radio show, the links and everything's there uh, at that uh, website. And, and you can find out there. It has my testimony on there. Um, <clears throat> and so all the information's there. And Andrew, I want to thank you for being on the show once again. Please tell everyone more about you and your ministry. Striving for Eternity is a ministry that uh, I had formed many, many years ago, really because we, we wanted to have a place where we could collect money to do our Jersey Fire events, which is an evangelism event where we try to gather a bunch of believers together to go out and evangelize. It has been transforming year by year. As you know, we've now transformed it into the Striving for Eternity Academy. So not only do we the the Jersey Fire, but we do Ohio Fire that both of you guys have been at. We do the NorCal Fire, so it's the now the Spreading the Fire events where there's multiple of them. We have the Striving for Eternity Academy. We're training people on how to interpret the Bible. That's called Biblical Hermeneutics. We have a school on theology. We have a school on discipleship. Uh, we're going to be adding a school pretty soon. We're going to be working on a school of apologetics. So we're, we're trying to train people up, give them the, the skills, the tool set to be able to uh, live for eternity instead of you know just being uh, trapped in this temporal world and thinking that this is all that life has. We have a seminar that we just came out with, Bible Interpretation Made Easy, training on how to interpret the Bible, where a lot of ministries are more singly focused on just evangelism or apologetics. Striving for Eternity is about a wider range because we're trying to disciple in more than one area, not just evangelism or not just apologetics, but finances, family, parenting, all that stuff. Uh, all which is part of the Christian life. And so you can go to strivingforeternity.org and find out all about us. You're listening to Windows Radio. So in closing, do either of you have any words that you want to share with the listeners? Maybe someone who is demon-possessed. Uh, well, first, I, I would just want to thank you again, Ryan, for having me on and, and being on with Andrew, um, who is, again, way more qualified than I am. Uh, and just has a wonderful ministry, both of you do. And so I want to thank you for that. Uh, yeah, I would just say um, if you're dealing with somebody who you think may be demon-possessed, then definitely give them the gospel. Pray, go to prayer, fasting for them, um, or fasting, uh, and just you know seek the Lord in it. Seek the Lord's guidance in it. And um, that's the advice that I would I would give. Yeah, and I too. I want to thank you very much, Ryan. It's it's always been a privilege to be able to uh, be with you, to be able to to serve the Lord alongside you. Uh, I, I love both you and Ricky, both your radio programs. Um, excellent, excellent materials are being produced by by both of you guys, and it's really a, a good thing for the Christian community. Um, if there is someone who you know, like Ricky said, I mean, the gospel is the solution. Ratings. We don't need no stupid ratings. You're listening to Witness Radio with Ryan Muriak. <coughs> but we like Ryan. <coughs> we do. Just go to witnesstalkradio.org. There, there are some people who I think are afraid to think that there might be demon possession out there, that, that people could be possessed by a demon. And... Um, I, I remember talking to kind of a well-known Christian that I, I, you know I don't have permission to give his you know his his testimony without you know so I don't want to give his name but 
uh, he had told me as a child, he, he ended up realizing he was demon-possessed, and he struggled with it for many years. And finally he met one, one pastor that just told him, he said, you need to be cleansed. You need to repent, and you need to be cleansed. And he said that night he went home and just repented, and he, 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 at that point he believes he was genuinely saved. And he said he felt like something came out through his eyes. That's what he described. And he said he he believes that a demon left him at that moment. And then he ended up sharing that uh, with some people that he knew. And he and they said, you know, we always thought that maybe there was something with you, that maybe you were possessed by a demon. And he said the hardest thing for him was realizing that these people might have believed he was demon-possessed and never told him to go to the gospel. And that, that really got him. And so... You know, if there's anyone listening that may think there's a chance they're demon-possessed, go to the gospel. Just go to what Christ did and, and repent of yourself, trusting yourself, trusting your good works as, as, as something of meritus toward God. Repent and trust in, in the Savior, Jesus Christ. Because, it, like I said earlier, he who is in you, if you're a believer, the Holy Spirit is, is greater than he who is in the world, the, the demons. I don't believe you could be possessed if you're indwelt by the Holy Spirit. So go to the gospel. I, I pray that this show was a benefit to you. I, I pray that you have learned more about the spiritual realm, the spiritual battle that we are facing daily as Christians. Thank you again, everyone, for listening. And until next time, the fields are ripe for the harvest. So what are you waiting for? Get out there and share your faith. May God bless you. This radio has been brought to you by the Muniac family.